And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, Jersey. Hey guys, did I uh, did I miss anything? Uh, you know, Josh, the Chiefs are one and two. Really. That's never happened in the history of this podcast. That yes, they are below five hundred. Okay, um, wow. They they will play the Eagles this week, so maybe things will turn around. But you know, um, most specifically, I don't know if you saw this, but but not only did Jody Fortson play, but he, he caught a touchdown last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for so many reasons, Seth. It was you know, it was an okay Sunday, even even despite the result. It, it was, it was, it was for many reasons. Um, things you missed. You know, I've been feeling a little under the weather the last few days. It's yeah, been kind of a bummer. You sound yeah, a little I, stuffy. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little bit stuffy. You know, but I, I you know, <laughs> I don't want to make this all about me or anything. But I think we should talk about that a bit. I haven't been feeling so great. I would like uh, to get a health update from you. Yeah, I'll do that in a second as well. We also have somebody else on the line that I want to hear from, and I need to provide it. We've got a whole bunch of things to get to here in this episode of Time's Ours. I'm Joshua Briscoe. The voice you heard after mine was Nate Taylor. Most recently, you heard Seth Kaiser. And the presenting sponsor of today's episode of Time's Ours is Visa, a network working for everyone. Here is uh, here's what's working for me right now. Everything uh, but my pancreas, which in the grand scheme of things is pretty good. Uh, I I imagine that lots of people listening to this probably either caught on that we had missed an episode or that maybe they had seen some things on Twitter from any of the varieties of us. Uh, also, I will say, I guess really now, you know, it's former producer extraordinaire. Danielle is here. Hi, Danielle. Hi, I thought we were here to talk about the second anniversary of 33% Gate. Is that, well, is that so, why we're here? This also, I mean, I'll let you provide your own theory here in a second, but I'll give the very, very short version of my last week is that I had not... Sorry, been, I had to do that. I had not... What did you do? I'm sorry? That was Danielle's music. <laughs> I don't even know. I didn't even hear what you did. Did you do oh. something? No. What did you do? I played Stone Cold. Well, now now that we've explained the joke, now you I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't hear. It didn't come through on the on the Zoom. Theoretically, it came through in your recording. Maybe oh, I don't know. Man, you know what? Sometimes jokes just suck, and everything's word miserable. So never mind. Well, <laughs> I'm, I feel pretty good. So um, I didn't feel very good for like several weeks, but it got real bad. Um, the weekend of uh, of Chiefs Ravens did the post game show that night. Um, got home and immediately barfed and just kind of thought maybe it was like food poisoning that had really been taking it out of me for a while. Long story short is that by um, Wednesday morning, as the uh, beloved girlfriend Renee was um, convincing a delirious me to let me 
to let her take me to the hospital. Um, my blood sugar was 900, which is about 800 points too high, which is a lot. <laughs> and uh, I had I had diabetic ketoacidosis, which is not good. It makes your whole body want to fight you pretty much. And uh, I ended up like not going into a coma, not having any significant kidney, heart, brain, or lung damage outside of just sort of damage from the retching of a couple of days, which was partially from the Chiefs games and partially from the sickness. Uh, and I, uh, I'm, I have, I have type one diabetes, which is like not what you want necessarily. But guys, I feel really good, all things considering where I was a week ago. And uh, also wanted to say thank you very, 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 very much to everybody who reached out to all of us to check in on how I was doing. I was unconscious or delirious or delusional for about 30. I've been delusional for a long time, but I was delirious or unconscious for about 30 hours in there that I I don't remember anything. Um, But I feel pretty good now. And uh, I'm very glad to be here, and I'm very appreciative of everyone who reached out and said very nice things while I was, um, unbeknownst to me, slowly dying. But I'm no longer dying. I'm now getting a lot better and feeling a lot better. So thanks to everybody who who reached out. Yes, yes. Um, we feel a lot better, too. Um, <laughs> because Except for Seth, who does have a little tummy ache. Yeah, well, everyone stuffy. but Seth. Uh, it, again, it, <laughs> if you're listening to this, we can't. Thank you all enough. Um, the messages were overwhelming. Yeah. Um, you know, a big, a big bit of praise from me uh, just goes to Renee because she kept me informed. Yeah, and, and kept me alive. So yes, me too. yes, yes. And and, and so, um, your parents are awesome. Uh, I should have yeah. mentioned that, by the way. Uh, you know, it was hard to, and I know this happens to people. Um, all the time where you have people that you love and you care for, whether they're, you know, direct family members or friends or or obviously colleagues. Um, But, you know, it it was hard to do my job um, and not be, you know, concerned about obviously uh, Josh's health. So it was, it has been, um, it was awesome to know by kickoff of Sunday's game. And I know that we had, um, we made the decision to not really, do an episode, and I hope people understand that. Um, while while the doctors were doing um, a great job of just making sure that Josh was going to get through this okay, um, but I, it was good to know that by the time I was arriving at Arrowhead, that everything was looking in a positive direction. And um, I, I just I just can't thank people enough. I know some people wanted us to to give updates. Um, you're trying to do this as as uh, best we can um but to know that i got a text message yesterday uh where this man wanted to be next to a microphone uh, yes <laughs> is quite remarkable yeah uh and so uh at the young lad age of 26 is that 26 right 26 going on 27 that's right yeah uh Everyone loves Josh Briscoe uh, before this, and we love you even more now. And um, yeah, I guess we'll talk about some Chiefs football. But yeah, we can I do just that. hope I just I just hope and anticipate that, go. that a lot yeah, of people yeah. will be happy. May I, yeah, may I lay out 
another scenario. I would love this. This is really important to me. I'm just saying, on the two-year anniversary of 33% Gate, Josh gets sick. I Definitely. don't hold Tro- I don't hold Troy Aikman. I'm just saying, <laughs> somebody should ask him some questions. Here's the thing I'd like to say. You know what I'd like to say right now? Danielle, I'm so glad you brought this up on this anniversary. My blood sugar was over 900. Again, that usually puts, puts you in a coma. Yes. Troy Aikman can come talk to me whenever he has 33% of my high score in, my, in terms of my blood sugar. Because I'm guessing that man's blood sugar has never been over 300 in his life. <laughs> and you know what? Have I been carried by my teammates much like he was throughout his career? Absolutely. But when it really came down to it, it was my pancreas that needed to fail to get that number as high as it was. So Troy Aikman can come to me now. He can come to my house. Take 33% of my insulin. Please don't actually. I, I need that to live. Yeah, you need. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Let's let's not talk about giving away insulin. No, let's We're back off talk on about that. this. I need to keep the, I need to keep the I, insulin actually. I think the legal term for what Troy Aikman is right now is person of interest. Yes. In this case. Sus. Like, yeah, he's sus. Sus. He, he is sus. He is sus. Like, oh. we're, you know, we're not saying we're not saying that, you know, he's a prime suspect, but he is being told not to leave the country. You know, it's That's like, right. why don't you stick around for a little bit? Um, Josh, I just want to say um, on behalf of everyone and I'll, I'll echo everything Nate said because Nate nailed it. Everyone was great and reached out and everything. Um, I also have been instructed to say this on behalf of my sisters and my brothers in law who have met you and, and who were asking about you. And I mean this. Don't you ever scare me like that again. I swear to God. I, I don't yeah. ever do that again. You're very, very young. And you will be making jokes about how old I am for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm counting on you to keep the mood upbeat at my funeral one day. So I'm going <laughs> to need you to go ahead and stay alive. Um, and so just don't scare us like that again geez i don't i don't know what you got to do with your pancreas there but you got to get that thing in line i gotta tell you what man one of the which i don't know which one of us it's going to be but whoever is speaking at the other person's funeral is going to make the other person's family really really unhappy (laughs) oh there's gonna be a definite (laughs) split at those funerals it's gonna be there's gonna be one group of people that are gonna think this is amazing and another group like this person needs to be arrested like one of the one of us is going to die eventually (laughs) and hopefully not soon i also uh nate i wanted to i want to make this point also i I sent this to uh to herbie teope who reached out among so many people who did but Mm -hmm. herbie reached out um to check in and and say that i needed to be back soon so i could help him on the uh the jody fortson beat and i just want to say that i do want to be buried in a jody fortson jersey just not anytime (laughs) soon um as i as i told him but uh you know one of us will die and the other person is going to do a 10 minute long stand-up bit just to nate it's just gonna be for nate who will absolutely not be the first one to go no, no, yeah, no, Nate's going to outlive both of us, let's be honest. Zero percent chance. Danielle, would you rather fly to Kansas City or Minnesota for a funeral? Depends on the time of year. Ooh. Seth, I want you to take that peacefully, okay? Peacefully, yeah. Peacefully. I'm just saying, if I had a choice, I, I don't want to have to choose. However... 
I live in Southern California, so please take that to account. Sure. Sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> June June through August it is. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, Danielle, you're you're free to go. Thank you. I was very nice to hear from you. We got to chat before the show some too. Um, it's good to hear from you under any circumstances, but especially now. I'm very glad to get to to hear your voice, and I'm sure that everyone who uh, who has been a long time Times Ours listener was was glad to hear you as well. I miss you guys. Miss you miss too. You. <sighs> it's not it's 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 not quite the same, but uh, Danielle is is great to remind us that. Uh, you know, one man got us on the podcasting map, and he just so happens to be our host. <laughs> That's true. Uh, is that a very enthusiastic man? Yes, I mean, I the don't. New time listeners are so befuddled right now. I like, just, I just don't. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are people who. Oh yeah, no, it's that's such, such a good point. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can just Google. I mean, just search Troy Aikman. Times ours. I, I, you know what? Hold on. Let me. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to plug a website really quick, and then that. Then we can move on to. Um, then we can move on to everything. Oh, what was the? Oh, I've lost it. I was looking for that. The the website, the the QB compare website that the uh, one of our listeners made. Oh, here it is. It's Q. It is just QB. QBcompare.com. Uh, that, that, that right there will probably get it, get you there. You can just go ahead and type Patrick Mahomes in one box and Troy Aikman in the other box and qbcompare.com should pretty much answer all of your questions. Mm-hmm. That should. Yeah. Also, when I, when I Google Troy Aikman, Josh Briscoe, I am now on a site called joshuabriscoe.com. <laughs> what am I looking at it's right a, now? I needed it. I needed to own the URL, man. All right. I needed right. a, I needed a the squad on website. the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It says nobody asked for this. Uh, this is the whole website. This and, is terrific. Uh, probably Dislike by Troy Aikman is one of the things on my bio there. And look, we know he watches, listens, and keeps track of all statistical things that involve him and Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, this will get back to him to some degree, but that's okay. You know, he'll learn uh, that. We are continuing to benefit from his, um, from his, his, his you know, face. just, just his wonderful, his wonderful thoughts is how yeah, I describe indeed. it. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Do you guys want to, do you want to talk about this football game? I have one sort of spinoff connection point that I need to explain as a post hospital sort of pregame little crossover. And that can be our transition into talking about Chiefs Chargers if you guys want to. Let's do it. Go for it. So... I uh, I got discharged um, Saturday night. I got they got my numbers up where I needed to get and everything, and, and I was I was set free from the hospital, also from Truman Medical Center here in uh, in in Kansas City. It's actually in uh, in Lee Summit. Shout out to them because they're literally uh, lifesavers, literally. So, uh, shout out to the Truman Medical Center folks, including the security guards and nurses. I tried to fight. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> So I, um, but I, I had been sick for a couple days and just in bed and then eventually swooped off to the hospital and then in the ICU and then brought back home Saturday night and Saturday night I got home and I was just exhausted. And so I went to bed and had not taken a shower until that next morning. So I had, my last shower had been Sunday morning before Chiefs Ravens. And my next shower was Sunday morning as Chiefs Chargers was about to kick off. Wow. 
that I did not smell good, my friends. Is it she? was it was a rough experience <laughs> for everybody. Um, but what that meant, and I was moving kind of slow in the morning and trying to rest up and trying to, you know, I, I wasn't going to be covering the game in any way, but I obviously was going to watch it. Um, but I had to do things like check my blood sugar and do things with insulin. And I kind of just, I don't know, I lost track of time a little bit. And so I actually watched and listened to the first quarter uh, on my phone through the shower curtain. Like I have a, I have a shower speaker. I've got a clear curtain that I can actually see through a little bit. And so I, I was enjoying, uh, the game in the most luxurious way I could have possibly imagined, which was washing off a week of sickness and hospital film and washing my hair for like a full 10 minutes just because I could and I needed to. <laughs> and so the Chiefs offense was like completely inept and the defense couldn't stop any. Actually, the defense, I think, was OK at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there there was just all sorts of execution issues and all sorts of things. And I was borderline singing in the shower, just scrubbing myself clean, feeling like a new man at birthed out of the sky uh, as the Chiefs were making everyone on Twitter very angry. I was feeling mm. very Refreshed. So I am the wrong person to ask about how the first, the, the opening sequences of that game went because I felt like a million bucks. Um, but I, I know it was not actually good. And, and then I experienced this whole game in kind of a different way. I was watching it with Renee and my mom and the day after I got home from the hospital. So I was in, I was in a pretty good, healthy headspace um, throughout all this. So so I am I am not going to be the one today to break down all the things that went wrong. I would love to hear about how you guys think all of that went. And Seth, also, I know you've got a piece up on the newsletter about how some of the Chiefs' issues were Mm self-inflicted. They had issues on both sides of the ball, beginning to end, the red zone. I mean, so many things. Um, Nate, why don't you pick a thing that that jumps out to you from that game that that you'd want to hone in on first? Yeah, um, it's it's a great reminder of having perspective in all of this. So... Very, very good uh, way to start us off. Yeah, I mean, it's it's week three um, as we roll into week four. Um, I guess my question that I've asked myself, some people around the league, obviously uh, some folks within the organization, and then, you know, I'm going to sort of pass it to Seth here, but how many minutes in this season have the Chiefs played what many would consider to be complimentary football hmm. where the offense does something well <laughs> and the defense responds accordingly or defense does something well and the offense responds accordingly. Um, I'm going to say that's going to be probably less than 20 minutes of the entire three game season so far. 20 minutes is very generous. It's very generous. <laughs> like it's, it's very, it's like, Hey, for about, Seven minutes to start the game. The Chiefs had not done anything, and there and 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 there was Marcus Kemp in the interception. Mm-hmm. So hey, that's a yep. seven-minute chunk. No, <laughs> you know, there's like a nine-minute chunk. Yeah, you know, against the Browns, and there's they, like a, there's like a little five. They five were minutes, so you know five minutes against Baltimore. Ugh. But 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 I, I think the, the 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 big thing from this game to to really take forward to take forward, excuse me, is they aren't, they're not playing complimentary. And so if you, if you are in the camp where, if you're of the mind that, Hey, it's a defense issue, you're right. Uh, if you're someone who's like this chief, this team is, this chief's team is built on offense. 
and explosive plays and putting up 30 to put pressure on the opposing offense. And you're like, that's not, you know, the, the offense is, you're right too. You're, you're correct. Mm-hmm. And um, I just never anticipated that we would be rolling into October. And again, I'm saying 20 minutes of complimentary sound professional football from one of the supposed top caliber championship contender rosters. Um, but that was sort of a masterclass last Sunday. And hey, mm. defense, defense looks good. Oh, offense got a problem. Well, that, that ain't great. Okay. Well, now the offense has kicked it into gear in the third quarter. Well, the moment they take the lead, defense has all sorts of miscommunication problems. Oh. And hey, but you know what? Defense did his job. I mean, and when I say did his job, I mean they fin- in spurts. They fin- in moments. They finally made somebody kick a field goal in the red zone. <laughs> hey, hey, on on attempt eleven or twelve, I think it was on the twelfth on the twelfth attempt. Uh, and then on the thirteenth, it happened again. Yes, yes. But hey, well, you no, know- no, they did it twice. Because the penalty kind of ruined it, and yes. they had the stop. Oh, and that's then fair. Sneed was like, "You know what I had to do? I had to tackle this guy while the ball's in the air." <laughs> <laughs> because why? I, I, I'm curious, and I'm sure he's got a great reason for why he did what he did there. But I'm just curious, like what's going through his head? You like, it's hard not to picture. Like, I wonder why none of these idiots have tried just tackling the guy with the ball in the air before. <laughs> this seems so simple. You can't catch it if he's tackled. Which I'm sure that's what Sneed sounds like. Um, but but he just tackles him, just blatantly tackles him. <laughs> it's like, what? Why would you do that? <laughs> like, yeah, the oh. and so hey, tie game, defense is done again. A part they've done a part. All right, offense. A part. You got the best quarterback in the game. It's a tie score. Two minutes left. I mean, we do this every day in practice. And by the way, kids, they do this. Every day in practice. Mm. And then, you know, quarterback throws an interception, thinking one thing. Uh, Travis Kelsey does another thing. They're improvising on the run. And then the defense can't pick up the offense. So, look, um, I wrote specifically about the four turnovers because mm-hmm. this team ain't going to go anywhere as long as the offense keeps uh, self-combusting or, you know, uh, as, as Seth said, you know, sort of having their own um, – self-imposed issues um and look it's it's rare that you ever see a four turnover game be that close um and so that was that was the main takeaway i think from the game but again moving forward it's just i want to ask our listeners like how many minutes have you seen of complimentary football when this team would do it in larger spurts last season they weren't always dominant like against the buffalo bills in october or obviously against uh lesser opponents but, you know, when it got to winning time, they did play winning football. And you've really only seen that in one case against the, the Browns. And I don't know, Seth, if you're if you're a harsher uh, evaluator to this question, if it's not 20 minutes. Uh, it's like eight. Well, there you go. Mm, like it's it's be- and that's a number that I'm just saying because it's less than half of what you said. <laughs> uh, here, here's the deal. There are people, well, you know, the Chiefs could be 3-0 right now. Well, the Chiefs could be 0-3 right now. Both those things are true. Yep. And and it's when you talk about complementary football, both sides of the ball, they're just not playing well at the same time. And what makes it frustrating for me especially, like you talk about one takeaway, Josh. For me, the thing that's going to annoy me the most, and this is how it goes for me, is this narrative that now is like, wow, the Chargers really dusted off a pretty nice game plan to stop the Chiefs. It's like that 
is not what happened. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they did a really good job executing their game plan. But if it weren't for the Chiefs shooting themselves in the foot repeatedly, the, the narrative from that game would have been the Chargers executed their game plan perfectly and have the personnel to do it. And it didn't bleeping matter. Yeah. That would have been the narrative if they could just hold on to the ball. You have their first three drives. They're averaging six to seven yards per play, mm-hmm. just marching down the field. Just just marching down the field. And they didn't get points out of any of them. They fumbled the ball and threw a pick, which, ugh. well, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm just, that pick annoyed me for a lot of reasons. But the Kemp one? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the Marcus Kemp one, because it's just one of those things where then afterwards, like, wow, you know, Mahomes was trying to showboat. It's like, well, he was trying to draw the defense away from Kemp. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he should have looked. But people are like, oh, he should have stopped and reset his foot. He was being chased. Yeah. Like, he, he couldn't reset. He should have looked, though. Yeah. Like, but that said, that was a ball that if a ball hits me right there, I catch that. Now, do I ever get to that point? Of course not, because I die if I step foot on a football field. Mm-hmm. But if I'm running around in a field by myself and someone throws that ball to me, I catch that. That's a ball that should have been caught by every pro receiver, every college receiver, every high school receiver. And Marcus Kemp would tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just – so that annoyed me. I mean, they, they just – every time they were in scoring position, they should have come away from those three drives with at least nine points. And that changes the entire game. They probably score on them. That's the biggest thing, the the four turnovers. The biggest thing that bothers me from that game is this idea that the Chiefs are somehow struggling with what teams are doing. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, yeah, it's like the Tampa Bay template, you know, you know, keep everyone in front of you. Well, someone tell me the defense scheme, the defensive scheme out there where the plan is to, you know what we're going to do? We're going to let all the receivers get behind us, guys. <laughs> that, that's every defensive game plan. Of course, you're trying to keep everyone in front of you. Well, but, well, well to be fair, Seth, I mean... <laughs> We always say the deep has the deepest, but I mean, look, you know, occasionally we, we go in zero and maybe we give up some. That, okay. that, you know what? That's a really solid point. But, but beyond that, that I have nothing else for you. No. And that's where it's the same thing. Like people were saying, oh, you know, the Ravens. I mean, the Chiefs scored the ball, scored and moved the ball well against the Ravens who were doing the same thing. The Browns were doing the Chiefs moved the ball well against the Browns. They moved the ball really well against the Chargers. Teams that turn the ball over and lose the turnover battle zero to four, win football games, it's like four and a half percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's that that's the story from that game. So to me, this the thing that's frustrating me the most is this offense based on how they're moving the ball when they're not shooting themselves in the foot, looks like it could be the best iteration of the Mahomes offense we've seen yet, but they won't get out of their own way. Just, yeah. just, just one stat, Josh, for you to consider. Okay. Um, as you were in the shower. Yes. <laughs> as the Chiefs were turning the ball over. Yeah. As our <laughs> they Lord, turned the ball over twice while I was in the shower. Yes. As, as <laughs> That's our, how long my shower was. As as our Lord and Savior was 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 blessing you with the ability of soap and water. Yes. Uh, on the Chiefs' first three possessions, because I just looked this up, and and weirdly enough, you know, sometimes you look back at things and you're like, man, I should have included that uh, in my story. Uh, their first three possessions, which of course all ended in turnovers. Uh, you want to know how many third downs they faced? Oh, I I think it might have been zero. Uh, one. There's one. It was oh. one, which of course was third and three, and Mahomes hit Kelsey for 17 yards. Yeah. Uh, 
they converted it easily and they were making it look easy too. That's why I kept waiting for it to kind of snap into focus. And then it did, right? They went on like a run where they scored yeah. touchdowns on three straight drives. And th- th- it was so frustrating. And I know we're going to move on because I, by the way, I also wrote about Josh Gordon. I really want to talk about him. Yeah. But I, I just, they, the defense was ready to start that game off and fuego. Mm-hmm. They like, they were flying around. And I was like, okay. And then the offense, I mean, it was there, man. That game without turnovers, I very much think that game starts off like 21 nothing, <laughs> And it's making me crazy. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I imagine you guys will both agree with me on this. That it, and this is, I, I think, a reasonable place to be right now. I mean, if, if you're a Chiefs fan and you're just looking at them at the bottom of the AFC West and below 500 and everything, and that and you hate that, that's fine. I, I don't. You, you should. I mean, it sucks. But I, I don't imagine that any of the three of us think that the Chiefs are going to average to even maybe even two turnovers a game the rest of the year. Like I would take the under on that. I think. Um, and and if that's the case, then I think we 
probably all think that the offense is going to have significantly more productive days because we've seen it look incredible. And then it just has the the turnovers that um, it, think back to last year. This I, I know. And, and Seth, you even picked up on some of this to kind of push back on on how far some of this ended up, I think, overreaching. But Mahomes has had pretty good luck in terms of interceptable passes. Now, some of them are that he throws a football at a million miles an hour and it hits a defender in the hand and he can't catch it. That's partially thanks to Mahomes throwing the ball the way that he does or whatever. But I, I do think it's fair to say that he there's been some decent luck in terms of the Chiefs and turnovers over the last two years, and that they've been really unlucky in terms of these these three weeks, these last two weeks especially, where Clyde isn't a fumbler. Tyreek Hill's not a notorious fumbler. Patrick Mahomes clearly doesn't throw two interceptions very often. I, I think it's okay to assume that there's going to be a, a, a bit of a, a, a positive regression in terms of turnover luck at this point. Are we on the, are we all on the same page on that? Yeah. And, and I would tell fans, you know, again, if I'm, you know, if I put my glasses on and, and I have my yellow notepad, mm-hmm. look, I know, sir, ma'am, you, you may feel a little bit of an unease, and that's fine. We're early in the process of me trying to get you to think positively. <laughs> so, yes, you, you again, tell yourself, even even despite a 1-2 record, that the quarterback you root for is indeed Patrick Mahomes. Now, to further um, soothe your soul, your football soul, uh, I put this statistic... From Pro Football Focus in my story, um, most recently in relation to to Josh Gordon, because yes, people are saying the Chiefs clearly need a clearly need a third pass catcher. Um, and look, that argument can be fair on on certain on certain positions. Uh, just want to let people know, Chiefs are second in the league in EPA per play on offense. They are fourth in yards per play on offense. Despite six turnovers <laughs> in the last two games, they are tied for third in the league in the percentage of drives that end with a score. Wow. So, if the turnovers stop, Eric Bieniemy can continue to keep laughing when reporters, not named hmm. me, <laughs> ask him if anyone's caught up to the Chiefs offense yet from a defensive standpoint. Eric Bieniemy, who really doesn't reveal a ton at the podium, laughed in front of all of our faces. Mostly because of the statistics I just mentioned. And yeah. once again, the quarterback you root for is Patrick Mahomes. And there is a larger sample than just this three these most these three most recent games. Can I can I run something by you guys that I think is interesting but might not necessarily stick around? I'm going to. I'm going to say yes. Go ahead. Yes. So, because I think this has been successful these last two weeks, and maybe even going back to week one with the exception of one obvious play, I do think it's really interesting that we've seen, especially the Ravens and the Chargers, just say, well, we're not going to let Tyreek Hill do anything to us one-on-one. We're not going to let him end up on an island anywhere. We're, we're going to go ahead and say, because I think we, Nate and I at least talked about this as I was, as uh, my pancreas was um, trying to inform me of its demise. Um, we, we talked about that idea of like, hey, man, just make like just make the Chiefs run plays. You make them run enough plays and maybe some stuff will happen. And we ended up, you know, that that's now happened a couple of weeks in a row. 
where the, the more plays you make the Chiefs run, the, the more chances you're going to have for something weird to happen that you can force. I I don't necessarily, I'm not telling you that I think Tyreek Hill's going to, his stat line's going to be five for 56 the rest of the year, which is what it was uh, against the Chargers. And it was even less than that against the Ravens. I don't remember what the numbers were, but it wasn't much. Um, but I think it's interesting that the, the, the Ravens and Chargers have kind of keyed in on him and said, we'll give you Travis Kelsey. In this case, it was 15 yards at a time on average because of the the long ones. But um, I don't know. I, just, I find that intriguing. I'm, I mean, I'm curious if you guys think that that is going to be something that other teams do try to copy off of, that, that, that maybe you do just basically double Tyreek Hill all game long if you think that other teams are going to try something else, if you think that's a pattern or, or just a fluke in a couple of games. You, you go ahead, Seth. I think, you know, even though the Chiefs have been moving the ball really well, I think this is the the closest people have come to feeling like maybe Mahomes is mortal or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think you'll see them continue that. And you just can't, you can't give up the big plays. What's interesting to me is the Ravens gave up big plays anyway, right? They mm-hmm. gave up a big play to Kelsey, which was just this otherworldly play. They gave a big play to Pringle. Um, so it's still going to happen, a big play to Robinson. I think taking away Hill... And, and really focusing your energy on that is maybe a reflection of the fact that Hill is – the only reason Hill's not the best receiver on his team is because he shares the field with Kelsey. Right. And and he's just so explosive that I think they would rather – it's harder to kill someone with death by a thousand paper cuts than it is with a 50 a caliber rifle. punch to the rifle. pancreas. Mm. Yes. Yes, with a punch to the pancreas, you know. Direct they're, shot. They're, Yep, they're trying to they're trying to play the they're just hoping it's harder. So yeah. I think you're going to see teams continue to do it. the The deal is though, one thing that we saw, and I know we'll get into this, but there's a couple things there. One, Hardman at least has looked a little more comfortable in some of these intermediate routes. That's going to be important. They're going to just keep going to Kelsey. It's not like Reed's never seen defenses like this before. Of course. The other thing is, as they shift more and more away from maybe some of these inside-outside zone concepts Mm -hmm. in terms of their run game, which I don't think the run game is the ultimate answer, but I think it could be a little something in it. With the Chargers, you know, with these two high looks, they stopped trying to run inside-outside zone. They just said, okay, you know what? You're running a light box. But if we run inside or outside zone because of the direction guys are going, penetrating linemen can still be a problem, right? Mm-hmm. And because they're trying to rush the passer, they're penetrating. Whereas if it's like, well, what if we just plowed straight ahead for like seven yards? Yeah. And that hasn't been an option lately. And it's like, it's kind of like this light bulb is slowly going like, man, like looking at the line. You can like picture Andy Reid, like looking at the line, like, man, Orlando Brown's a big dude. Wow. Trey's pretty big too. <laughs> and that Lucas dude is huge. Hey. You know, Humphrey's a pretty big guy. Hey, hey, Eric, what if we just ran straight at them? Now, we'll see how it goes against teams that don't stink against the run, because the Chargers do. But that's going to be part of it. But teams are probably always going to be willing to give them that. So it's ultimately going to come down to other receiving threats. So if they find someone, mm. anyone, mm. let's just do it. Make let's teams, just do it. Make teams pay. And maybe they did. Who knows? Let's let's just go there. Let's. I, I want to come back to the defense at, at some point, and also I'm about to do the Seth thing where I disappear for about 30 seconds, and I'll be right back. But uh, Seth, I would like, and, and actually, oh boy, I'm I'm thinking now about this as a listener, trying to figure out what I what I can afford to miss less as I take my 30 <laughs> second pit stop. Um, I want to know. Me talking. I want to know. What you can afford to miss. 
I read what you wrote already, and I want to know this from Nate. I want to, Nate first on on Josh Gordon with mm-hmm. everything that that Seth just laid out there. Yeah. What is it that you know that went into the Chiefs saying, you know what, this dude is getting reinstated. We want to be the team that gives him this this whatever chance he's on, whatever. Um, and you know, I say that like he's got addiction issues. He's not. He doesn't have a you know, criminal record of violence or something. So I say Correct. second, second, multiple 50th chances, whatever. Yeah. Whole lot easier to extend to somebody with, you know, personal individual demons that they've been dealing with. Anyway, um, I, I was, I was also not a joke. Thought I might've been hallucinating slash delirious whenever I saw this. Cause I just, it just seems like a move that made a ton of sense, but I did not expect the chiefs to actually do it. Even though, uh, Seth, you've even made this comparison in your newsletter, you know, They've brought in. They brought in Le'Veon Bell. You know, they brought in Lashawn McCoy. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs will take a shot on a veteran that they think can come in and help. But Josh Gordon is such an interesting case. Why don't you tell me what went into this uh, from the Chiefs' perspective, and then Seth, you tell me what you think he's got. And at some point, I'm going to leave, and at some point, I'll be back. Okay. Um, I think for the Chiefs, and I wrote this, and I've said it a couple times. Um, this is a one in two team who's desperate to keep the pressure on the opposing defense. Um, mm. as, I've, as I've said before, this team will lean offensive uh, for the foreseen, unforeseen future uh, for, for the duration. Um, you know, with Andy Reid as the coach, obviously you have Patrick Mahomes. Um, Brett Veach understands his roster. So uh, the Chiefs have chosen because this was a – prominent free agent who as Josh mentioned was reinstated on Friday um okay is he in our eyes and this is the Chiefs talking is he does he have a higher ceiling than anybody we could add on defense that's available right now they made the decision to say yes despite a lot of people even uh C Z yes C Z on 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 the athletic app who wonderfully asked, can Josh Gordon tackle? <laughs> Which I mean, ma'am, sir, whoever it was, CZ, that's that's just a great comment. I I, I can't really add anything. You know the answer, but a, a great rhetorical question. Can he tackle? Well, he is 36238. I mean, <laughs> it's not a it's not a bad idea. I don't think if he's that's... if he's only 36, the Chiefs have actually I think they've actually or 6, made a three, excuse me. Yeah, 63238. I was going to real quick just suggest I since they're not since they're not using him, can Juan Thornhill play receiver? <laughs> I mean, fair question. Fair question. But man, this is this is just a, a team that um wants to continue and is comfortable with clearly outscoring opponents that believes inside the facility that their defense can get better because can it get worse? Um, it's ultimately <laughs> their their conclusion through three games. Like there are, you know, some real simple things that may lead to better results if the eleven guys play together, whoever those eleven guys are on defense. But there's no pass rusher. There's really no linebacker um, that can come in and give the same upgrade as Josh Gordon. And if the quarterback's good with it, if the coach is known for doing this, for for bringing in somebody in the middle of the season, obviously Josh mentioned all those people before, uh, those veterans, um, then 
you can do this relative to the salary cap space that you have, which was roughly $4 million when the week started. Um, and they will, I think, take a slow approach. I know fans have asked, when will they see Josh Gordon in a number 19 Chiefs jersey playing? Um, my estimation right now, based on everything I was told, was like week six against Washington. Um, not necessarily next week against the Bills unless he just is incredible in practice. And I think Andy wants to be fair to Josh as, as much as he can. But but that's the reason. They are desperate. They want to get Tyreek Hill free more or change up the defensive coverages or put more of a bind on who you're going to pick. And if Josh Gordon is fully right, can he be um, a slight upgrade over what Sammy Watkins used to provide when healthy? And uh, is he that guy in the middle of the field who can not only be a possession receiver, but can obviously make a guy miss and extend a play similar to Kelsey and Hill? Hmm. I I think you, you kind of nailed it in terms of the rule stuff in the last part of that. Um, you know, they're not expecting Josh Gordon to come in and be 2013 Josh Gordon. 2013 was a long time ago. What was interesting to me was when I was, you know, when I first heard about them signing him, I immediately filed it away into the same areas like, you know, Le'Veon Bell or LaShawn McCoy. You got guys who are 33, 34, 35. You know what I mean? You start to like, yep. they've got a lot of wear and tear, all this stuff, whatever. Um, although Bell, I think, was only 30, 31, 32. But running backs, let's face it, different animal. Yep. And then I, I saw that he's 30. He's Guys, younger. I'm sorry. Can I say? Can I tell you something? You say a different animal. I just about had another freaking heart attack. I say another. I didn't actually have one. I just ran out to grab groceries that got delivered here because they were late. I just looked down at my own self to open up my phone while you were talking to pull up your story on my phone, Seth. Uh huh. I have a very large praying mantis on me that just has been riding along for the last several minutes wow. that I did not know was there. And you almost got, I had unmuted my microphone and you almost got a shriek. And what you got and said was me interrupting you because I couldn't not say anything. And I'm going to have to take my headphones off again to go. I'm going to take a picture of this little guy and I'm going to go take him outside and I'll be back again. This has been a very eventful episode for me. That has been a very eventful please, episode. Please continue your guys' excellent analysis. Sorry for the distraction. My, we, oh, it's moving. Are we Are we in like a, a, I mean, do we need to keep him like we are in the Royals dugout from a few years ago? Or is that? <laughs> Rally is that, Mantis territory. I'm afraid to move because if he falls into my, oh, he just jumped on the floor. Oh, no! See, <laughs> we don't have praying mantises up here. So my kids saw one um, when we were down in the Kansas City area a few weeks ago. And they didn't realize that they're kind of mobile. And like, well, Yeah, I had one run up my little. face like five years ago, longer than that, <laughs> ten years ago. And I remember it. And I'm afraid this one's going to now. Okay, I'm taking off my headphones. I'm going to leave my microphone unmuted in case anything fun happens. Here, we believe here, you. Yeah, Sorry we again about this episode, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't have it any other way. But but Josh, I, I'm sure, or excuse me, Seth, I'm sure people are like, how will the Chiefs use him? And again, ladies and gentlemen, I did my job yesterday, i.e. Uh, Wednesday. I asked Andy Reid, what, 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 what? Look, I know it's early. I know you haven't seen him in practice yet, but what is, what's his role going to be? To which mm-hmm. Andy Reid was like, 
I kind of have to watch practice. All right, coach, that's fair. Yeah. But, well, but, but Seth, what would you do if you were Andy Reid? Well, here's the interesting <laughs> thing to me. Yeah, if I were Andy Reid, what I would do is I would run the, I would pass the ball 85% of the time and mm. run power, but that's a whole nother ball of wax. Um, here's the thing. So here's what I did. And this is up on the Chief North newsletter if you want to check it out, anyone. But I, I, 2013 is a long time ago, but it's worth noting that that Josh Gordon, he's he's 30. He's not 35. He's he's a year older than Keenan Allen and DeAndre Hopkins. He's younger than Travis Kelsey. He's only two years older than Byron Pringle. That's wild. Yeah, and like, and I get it. So I for one thing I forgot about is one reason that of such a big deal was made out of him in 2013 is because he entered the league so young. Right. And so that's one reason why you have him, you know, all these years later and he's 30. So here's the deal why that's important, because at 30, you don't necessarily have this massive physical drop off that you might expect. Now, is he going to be the same athlete he was at, you know, 21 or 22? I doubt it. But you, you, there's not going to be this massive physical drop off depending on everyone's different. Right. Here's what. So what I did is I went because I kind of just I didn't pay a lot of attention to him in 2018, 2019. So I went back and watched a bunch of his games from 2018, 2019, and kind of a low-key thing that didn't really get talked about a lot. Maybe it did at the time, but I just missed it because I was, I mean, Nate, that's when you and I, in 2018, started working for The Athletic. Yes. And we were neck deep in Mahomes stuff. Like, it was all Mahomes. That's yep. all we ever wrote about, all we ever talked about, all we ever thought about. So I kind of ignored it when when the Patriots got Josh Gordon, right? Let me just tell you, watching those games, he could play. In 2018 and 2019, like his his jumping ability, his he's got he's got some explosion, but he was never like a, you know you know a four two guy, right? He was just a guy that moved really well for a guy his size. Yes. but his his leaping ability, his hands and his strength are all really impressive, and that's where you talk about like you know that role. If there if you're trying to build a possession receiver. He has, I mean, he's 6'3", probably around between, somewhere between 230 and 240. And he runs well for that size. Assuming he runs how he did in 2019, we'll see, you know, two years, year and a half, long time. But he just, he's got incredibly strong hands. And he's very, very, very powerful in terms of how he brings the ball down and great ball skills. That, to me, is a guy that you can... You can run in Reed's offense because he's not a guy that ever really got a lot of individual coverages. Whereas now, because of what they're doing with Hill, because of what they do with Kelsey, mm-hmm. you really have to give him one on one against some five foot ten corner. And Patrick Mahomes is the kind of dude that he'll give him a shot a couple times. Yeah. And if Gordon's ability to bring down some of that stuff pulls through that's a big deal and that's how you maybe alter how teams are playing you a little bit because that's just not they've tried to give byron pringle a chance in that role and you know pringle did some good things and then you know this last game pringle dropped a couple had two drops that were problematic yeah especially the second one because that was like that puts them into scoring position like at the end of the game. Yes. Like legitimate scoring position. And, and, and again, you've mentioned this before. You've written stories about it, Seth. Um, again, one of those passes from Mahomes that's excellent that you never think about because it's not a completion. Exactly. And so it's it's just worth thinking about at least, you know, does Josh Gordon bring that down? 2018, 2019 version of him absolutely does. And that matters. 
And it's just one more thing for defenses to think about. He doesn't need to be great to really help the Chiefs offense. He needs to be good. Yeah. To really help. And to be, if he's above average, he'll he'll help. But if he's even if he's even like an if he's an above average possession receiver, that will really help the Chiefs. That's a big deal. And so it's all just going to come down to what does he have physically still? The Chiefs obviously liked what they saw with the physical. Um he, I don't know, you're the one watching him at practice. I don't know, does he look a step slower than the rest of the receivers? Does he look, a, you know, I, I mean, one whole practice, I have no idea yeah. what you might get from that. Yeah, this is this is two days, and um, it's not like training camp, so I'm not seeing everything. Um, we get a truncated chance to watch to see what's going on. They were very smoothing things in with, with, with Josh when we were there. Um Travis Kelsey today, for uh, for instance, he said that he was flying around and that he looked very good um, for a guy that obviously did not go through training camp, you know, was not with the team, obviously, during the offseason as part of his suspension. But um, I, I feel like what we may see next week will be an indicator um, of what his role will be. There were certain things that, like, we kind of saw, but, like, again, I, I, I because I've been doing this long enough, I, I try to tell folks, like, when it's your first day or two with a team just get those reps like i'm not really trying to say like oh he looked amazing and even if he does like there's still a whole lot of stuff he's got to learn and i wonder i'm just so fascinated as to how they will use him whenever he does make his debut what packages he'll be there's some thought that maybe he'll be in the slot uh there's some thought that maybe he'll be in the outside which will put you know, maybe Tyreek in the slot more. Um, one of my good buddies, uh, Mike Jeffries, I was having dinner with him earlier this week, and he says, why don't the Chiefs throw back shoulder passes the same way Aaron Rodgers does to <laughs> Devontae Adams? And I was like, well, they have Josh Gordon now. If you want to go ahead and do that. Um, Absolutely. So Back shoulder throws are great against the types of coverages they're seeing right now, too. And Hill can bring those down. Exactly. Hill can do it. And that Tell was Mike's or, point. Hill, yeah. Yep. Yep. And Watkins was able to do it. That's just not something um, Robinson and Hardman and Pringle are great at. So there's there's a lot to um, tinker with, but I would like to sort of see how he looks next week. And by then, I think the funny thing about Wednesday's practice is you can always tell like when the new guy's here because he's like, okay, we go from here, and then after this drill, we go where? We go there? Okay. And then after this drill, what we do? Oh, this, this is not team yet. This this just, oh, is this is this set, like, is this 707? Okay, okay. Like, it's just so funny to watch that. And then, of course, we don't even see like the, obviously, the 11 on 11 stuff that they do or, um, you know, some days is red zone, some days is third down, some days is more situational stuff depending on on what Andy likes to do. We kind of get an understanding of what the team is working on, but we don't see it the same way we do with training camp. So I, I, I do need to remind our listeners of that. But um, physically, he looks fine. Um, he looks the way he, he probably has throughout his career. And if the Chiefs are, uh, you know, pleased with what he did yesterday, um, hopefully in their eyes, he'll only get more comfortable. He'll only get better. And there'll be a chance for him to, you know, to sort of, like you mentioned, show what his skill set is. And if he can make, again, an already efficient offense, uh, even more efficient, even more potent um, mm-hmm. to where we can bring Josh back to where, hey, maybe that leads to more complimentary football because, you know, yeah. the defense is, is you know, 
as as uh, Shilka Padia wrote today in the Athletic, a disaster. <laughs> Can we talk about the defense rapid fire real quick? I got like I super got to go, and we're yep. about at our hour here anyway. Um, but let's rapid fire. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a topic out to you guys and let you guys give me a, a one sentence feel of where you're at right now. And we're, I'm gonna go just through the defense. You guys ready? Yep. Yes. Um, overall scheme. We'll go, let's just go Nate Seth. Bang, bang. It is not the coach's fault. Tyron Matthew basically said today, in association with Ben Neiman, that's right, Ben Neiman also said it too. It's a player's issue right now. It's not really scheme. Uh, they're not communicating before the snap, which, again, is a lot to ask for of a NFL defense. But, sorry, long sentence. Um, Stubborn. Mm. You yeah, got good when, noises when, out of me and Nate there. That had to when, harmonize when, really well, I bet. When teams are expecting you and everyone in the world knows you're going cover zero and blitzing, stop going cover zero and blitzing. You got to drop. You got to drop some guys. You got to start bringing blitzes from different directions. Um, Herbert and Lamar uh, both made them pay at, P- at key moments because everyone knows Spagnuolo is going to cover zero blitz um in those big moments and so they got to figure out a kind of a different hey 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 Aseth. a different thing to do hey so hey so there's there's less communication issues if you just blitz everybody <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good point so maybe he doesn't feel like he has a choice but i would say a little stubborn at times and plus you know with Juan Thornhill not well so well, next one. I mean, we, gotta, we, we gotta go one sentence here i wanted to give you guys more on that sorry, one because i thought sorry. that might i thought that might happen uh dan Sorensen and Juan Thornhill <sighs> what does Dan Sorensen have to do to not play as many snaps as Juan Thornhill? That is my rhetorical question back to you, Josh, because honestly, I don't know the answer. And again, the Chargers, when needed to, effectively kept him on the sideline based on personnel packages, which again, coach, whether you're stubborn or not, everybody knows what will keep Juan Thornhill off the field and will, you know, may keep Dan Sorensen an older, aging veteran who may not have the playmaking ability or coverage ability yeah. or tackling ability. Jeez. Um, my my answer on that, um, Josh, you, you weren't old enough to probably remember this movie a long time ago. A movie came out called Pearl Harbor that starred Ben Affleck and Josh Hartnett. And it had a, just a few scenes with Cuba Gooden Jr. that he stole every one of them and was awesome and made me cry. But they only let him be in like eight total minutes of the film. That's Juan Thornhill right now. Oof. Um specifically here Frank Clark it better it better happen sooner rather than later mm. it, it was that your answer too Seth was your was your clearing your throat your answer it's it, it's been it's been a journey and Mike Dana's starting to play pretty well it, it oh, be- gee, oh boy it, it better happen sooner than later because without Frank Clark or someone of his capabilities they are going to they're gonna be having to blitz more, in my opinion. Like those those mm-hmm. bl- those blitz percentages will, I think, continue to rise um, if you can't get consistent pressure with four. And uh, the Chiefs have played one game with their supposed two best pass rushers, and and one of them was effectively um, a non-factor just because he was seeing something from that new position for the first time. So, uh, so like, it better happen. It better happen soon. Uh, Chris Jones at defensive end. I'll give it a month until uh, to, a month to judge it, or a month until it goes. It goes back to playing interior. Either or, either it's okay. a month. It, they need to look at this like 
honestly, like three weeks at a time. Like, all right, let's review. Like, all right. There's enough in these first three weeks that I can say, and again, situational because of Frank Clark's injuries. Uh, we can extend this another three weeks. Well, yeah. After game six, we need to review it yet again. And again, if you're having a blitz because you're not getting there with four, you, you might you might be forced to move your best pass rusher to his to his normal spot. Reed's not playing well in, in in terms of rushing the passer. He's had a few moments, but not enough. And that's a huge deal. You needed a guy mm. to be above average there and not just average. Um, so that they, they they should look at it again here in a couple weeks for sure. Last thing with the uh, corners. Obviously, Traverius Ward didn't play week three. Rashad Fenton's in concussion protocol. I mean, we knew this group was going to be thin if they got hurt. I've uh, we you, you, Everyone knows how I feel about the cornerback position. Yep. What do you guys think? Um, DeAndre Baker was admirable. I don't necessarily agree with the pass interference call that mm-hmm. that late in the game in a tie score, but whatever. Um, they need Traverius Ward, who actually was quietly playing pretty well, all things considered. But they're one injury away from being in disaster mode. Yeah. All right, let's call it then. Um, if you want to read more from Nate, it's up on The Athletic. You want to read more from Seth, mnchiefsfan.substack.com. In addition to his work with The Athletic, if you like the show, subscribe somewhere, tell somebody about it. And uh, you can follow all of us on Twitter at ByNateTaylor, at RealMNChiefsFan. I'm at JB Briscoe. Again, um, I'll probably talk more about this at some point before too terribly long, but I cannot thank everyone enough who reached out and either expressed their concern to my family whenever I was unconscious or got to me eventually uh, whenever I was back to, you know, being back online and everything. So uh, I am deeply grateful for everybody who, uh, who, I don't know, it was overwhelming in a good way uh, to, to be hit by all of that and to get to actually wake up and see it all. So thank you to everyone for that. Obviously, thank you to you guys. Love you both. And uh, too, really appreciate everybody who's uh, who's been in touch. So thank you. And uh, I'm now uncomfortable with how sincere and uh, how much, how self-involved this show has been. And I'm usually very comfortable with being self-involved. So that's it for me. Nate, get us out of here. We love you, Josh. Thank you so much for everybody being patient. We hope you enjoyed this. And look, if the Chiefs win on Sunday, I, I guess, you know, I guess people will suggest that the podcast, you know, is a, is a part of that. But um, Chiefs-Eagles, uh, we didn't really give predictions, but... Oh, yeah, God. If you don't... If they don't win on Sunday... Oh. I have given you clearance, ladies and gentlemen, to hit all buttons. Not just the panic button, all of them. Eject, detonate, what, what, Whatever button you got, if they lose on Sunday... And, you know, by and large, the core star players remain healthy and finish the game, then yeah, just hit all the buttons.